You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 145. I learned that it's going to take a massive amount of action, a massive amount of failure. It's all about the process, not the events. Everybody sees the check at the end of the day or your lifestyle or, you know, look at this businessman. He's closing, you know, X amount of deals and he's living the high life. Or, but nobody pays attention or, or likes to give credit to the fact that the process that it took, the hard work, the failure, the mistakes, it's all about the process. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim and I'm super excited to be with you today. Rhino Nation, I am excited for what's going to take place today. These podcasts are dedicated to help each one of you that are listening today to take massive action. There's going to be gold nuggets in any podcast that we're putting out there. There's always a gold nugget, something that you can take from it, put it into practice, take massive action, and go get some deals. So that's what we're dedicated to doing. For those of you that are maybe new to listening to our podcast, welcome, first and foremost. But we're going to be deep diving and talking about wholesaling real estate. And wholesaling is simply the art of finding deeply discounted properties and then turning them for huge profits. And so today, we have one of our tribe members that is just absolutely crushing it. He's with us today, and he's going to deep dive a deal for you. So we're going to get right to the meat and potatoes and go right into this. His name is Dan Grishko. He is wholesaling out of Spokane, Washington. This guy is 21 years young. What an incredible, when you hear how many deals he's doing, you're going to realize, wow, like, 21 years old, he's already gripping real estate and owning it. He's been wholesaling for almost a year now. He's been wholesaling since April of 2017, and he joined the tribe in September of 2017. He has done, you ready for this? All you 21-year-olds out there that are looking for what can I do in wholesaling, he has already made $80,000 in wholesaling in a total of 13 deals. So, Let's give it up. My man, Dan, how in the heck are you, buddy? Bro, I'm excited to be here, man. I'm amazing. This is absolutely, as I'm reading the stats, my jaw keeps dropping with everyone in our audience because I sit here and think I'm 34 years old. If I would have had the courage that you took at 21 years young to get into this, how much further ahead I would be in life. So my man, I really have to say kudos, congratulations to you, because not many people dare to do what you do at your age. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you, man. It's been a ride and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, there was a little bit of risk, you know, dropping out of sure. school, not listening to your parents or your grandparents, uh, not getting your degree, <laughs> not having a marketing budget, just getting out there and making it happen. So it's been a good journey. And I'm really excited to be part of the tribe to uh, be coached by you guys and just to be part of the community and to, to scale this up and to just make a make a real business out of this. Well, Dan, you brought up a cool point and to each their own. Some people love going to college and getting a degree. And to kind of just maybe back you up on this is I'm the same person as you in the sense of I'm more along the lines of the philosophy of Robert Kiyosaki. I think our school systems, and, and forgive me any teachers out there, I don't mean this in a negative way, but our school systems are really 
training armies of employees. It's really just to teach you how to work for people. And I just never wanted to work for someone. So I too was a dropout of college. I went to uh, some some junior college for a couple years. I did get my bachelor's degree. I was like maybe a year out from my my associates, but I have never looked back and I knew I never wanted to work for anyone. I wanted to own my own business. And so my man, I'm glad you're moving forward. Yeah, I mean, School's I worked, not for everyone. Yeah, I worked for three months and I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit with like not a lot of money and just figured it out. So even like getting into wholesaling, here's another good point you're bringing up. So many people think you've got to have money or you've got to be able to pay for things in cash. And you didn't have much money, but you got into it. You just took massive action. How did that look like from the beginning? Because yeah, you've done... 13 oh, deals it. at 21 yeah. years old. This is impressive. How did yeah. you get right into it? Because you were doing this well before you even joined the tribe. Yeah. So uh, I bought a book actually on Amazon about flipping homes because I was interested in real estate and just like passively, I thought I'd read it after school or whatever. And then I read it over the summer when I was on a trip, on a road trip. And I was like, dang, you know, I, I bought the book thinking that it was going to be about flipping homes. And I got upset that it was about wholesaling. <laughs> um, it was like 60 pages. It was a guru pitch. It was a not really even a special book, but I saw the idea. I was like, dang, wholesaling. Well, I, I bought the book, so I might as well try this. So um, I just did everything the book said, found uh, absentee owners, got a list from my title company for like $5 and made uh, yellow handwritten letters, sent out 200 of them and got phone calls the next day, found a contract online. <laughs> it was a completely ridiculous contract that had like terms like buyer plans to resell this property for huge, huge, huge profits. <laughs> buyer can put a sign in the yard to sell this on the open market or with the MLS. Like completely like my thinking was like, what seller is going to sign this? But you know, you just have to go out there and fail and, and just push yourself regardless of how scary it is. I didn't even know what I was doing when I was signing the contract, but just went out, got the phone call. I looked at the price. The seller wanted a certain price. So we negotiated a little bit, got it under contract the, literally the next day. So I sent out my marketing on Friday, got a call on Saturday and just went and signed it immediately. And uh, that was my first deal. So You're my kind phenomenal. of advice is, yeah, just don't overthink things. It's like, I don't know if ever, people ever do anything like skydiving or, or like jumping off cliffs into water. You can't think, you just have to leap and then figure it out as you're falling. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, this is so impressive because I want each of you listening to this podcast right now. Dan is saying some amazing things that a lot of people do not learn at 21 years old. This is absolutely incredible. I, I love your mindset behind it. And that's just get out there. Get out there. Like it's going to be tough. It's not going to be cute. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be just awesome out of the gates. It was hard for you. And uh, this is so valid to say, but what's so crucial behind that hard, that toughness, that difficult times, here you are also living proof saying, I did it. I did it imperfectly, but I took massive action. I got deals. Now you can say you've done 13 deals. You've made $80,000. Like this stuff comes from just taking action. And I love the fact that you're just telling them it's not perfect action. Like it's imperfect action. Just go out there and try something. So Dan, holy smokes, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm just sitting here thinking how many people wish they had your mindset at 21 years old and how much further ahead in life they would be if they would have adopted this mentality at 21 years young. Yeah, man. And I didn't get there. You know, I'm, I'm not anybody special. I'm, I'm just like everybody. I just had a opportunities to read some good books when I was in college that really changed my life. And one specifically that, you know, I realized that the 
path for me to get a degree and work uh, for 40 years at one job was not something that was realistic for me. I wanted to build a business. And I knew that through that book, I learned that it's going to take a massive amount of action, a massive amount of failure. It's all about the process, not the events. Everybody sees the check at the end of the day or your lifestyle or, you know, look at this businessman. He's closing, you know, X amount of deals and he's living the high life. Or, but nobody pays attention or, or likes to give credit to the fact that the process that it took, the hard work, the failure, the mistakes, it's all about the process. That's what gets you there. It's, it's what really matters. And True. just focusing on the process, not on the events, you know, not caring about the fact that, oh, I didn't get a deal. A lot of people are like, oh, I need a deal. I need a deal. Or I need my first deal. But it's like, commit to the process. And, you know, eventually you'll get follow. the results. Just keep, keep working at it. Don't give up. Keep staying persistent. You mess up once, you stand back up. I mean, what's the worst thing that'll happen? They'll take away your birthday? <laughs> right, right. No, that's true. That's true. At the yeah. end of the day, I would rather make a mistake and it didn't work than 85 years old and look back saying, I never took a risk. I never took a chance or what might have been or what could have been. I would yeah. much rather be the person that said, man, I made a lot of mistakes going forward as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and you just got to keep going. Even on my first deal, my buyer used his own contract and kind of cut me out of it, but <laughs> I wow. went and confronted him and still got my money out of it. So it was, it was a good experience. It is. They're all good experiences. You can yeah. learn something from everything and the failures are your best learning experiences. Absolutely. So let's kind of deep dive. Let's go right into a recent deal that took place a couple months ago and let's go right to the meat potatoes and deliver some just gold nuggets of implementation of what our listeners can do to take some action. So we're going to deep dive this deal, guys. So those of you listening, take notes. This is where you get the gold nuggets. But again, the podcast won't do anything for you. Dan's words, my words won't do anything for you unless you go out and implement. It's the speed of implementation. So listen to this, take down some notes, but then take action. That's where the value is given in this one. So let's go to it right now, Dan. Let's talk about where the lead source came from, marketing-wise. Were you marketing them from postcards, bandit signs? What does that look like? Yeah, so I um, was researching a property that I saw on one of my lists. I don't know why I looked it up, but I, I saw the owner and I saw that he owned quite a few properties. And then I looked at the tax assessor site and I saw that he had his taxes were delayed. And at this point, I didn't have any plan. I wasn't part of like the tribe or <laughs> I didn't have any scripts. I was just like, well, his taxes are delayed. So I'm going to call him and see, you know, what's your plan? I noticed your taxes aren't paid. Would you consider selling your home? Or I just want to see if I could help you. And I went on an appointment to this duplex and it had a fire and he wanted way too much money, but I still went on an appointment. And then uh, next door, there was a 10 unit apartment that was boarded up. So even though that appointment didn't go well, I went and looked at the 10 unit. I was like, dang, this is weird. I mean, I'm going to find out who owns this and do the same thing. Reach out to him. <laughs> Can I help you out? Like, so this original plan? lead doesn't even come from you marketing. It just comes from you going to an appointment that you already had booked. And this happened yeah. to be the next door neighbor. Exactly. It boarded up. It looked abused. Exactly. Okay. So um, I looked it up on the county assessor site, found who owned it. And then mm -hmm. I, I didn't have a, a skip tracing tool. I just used white pages. Found a landline to this guy's ex-wife, called her, <laughs> and uh, just said my unscripted uh, statement. Just, you know, I'm an investor in the area. I'll look into help this person out. I don't know what their plan is, but I'd be interested in buying it for cash. I have contractors. I have an agent he can list it with, but I just want to see if I could help him. And, and you know, would you mind sharing his number with me? And uh, yeah, I got his number, called him, and... <laughs> set up a meeting. Like I called him on Friday and I set up, he was out of town. He's coming back on Monday and got her under contract. So the whole process though, is this massive imperfect action. You didn't even have the script. You didn't even know what to say. 
but you were willing to just go out there and say, if I sound like an idiot, oh, well, like what's worst case scenario? They take yeah. away my birthday. Like, I love that mindset. So you call this phone number, it goes to an ex-wife. She's like, yeah, here's the phone number of the person that actually owns it. You call them on a Friday, set up an appointment. Mm-hmm. Was there direct motivation? Like when you're talking to these people, maybe let's break it down one step granular before just putting the home under contract. Like what did he sound like that made you say, you know what, there is a deal here. He's motivated to sell. Yeah. Well, I, I talked to him and uh, actually talked to his ex-wife and she said that they were going through a divorce. So I heard the bells like ringing, like ding, 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 ding. Sure. <laughs> so when I talked to the owner on the phone, he didn't mention anything about the divorce, but I already knew about it from his ex-wife. I mean, I didn't really even try to convince him. I just see he was just interested in selling. It was bordered up. It was obvious that it was bordered up. So for me, that was already like a sign of motivation, just the condition of the home. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so talking to him just sounded like great. And he was like, yeah, I am interested in selling. Meet me Monday. Yeah. And I asked him, you know, what kind of offers he was getting. Uh, he said he had an offer for 70K. So I was like, well, what if I can pay you 70 today? And once I said that, he's like, well, why don't you come out and take a look at it? So that's um, awesome. So you go out, go on appointment, yeah. you take this imperfect contract yep. and you sit down with them and you put something together. And ultimately, what did you put under contract for? For a hundred thousand. Okay, so it came up quite a bit from yeah. the $70,000 offer. It came up to 100000 to make that work. And already when you did know that you were putting this under contract, were you already looking at like, you know what? Even at hundred grand, there's still some deal here. Yeah, I mean, it was a 10-unit apartment, so there was a lot of room on it. That's awesome. So yeah. now we go to the process, and this is what our listeners have to listen to. So you put it under contract, and immediately you just get paid, and it's unicorns and rainbows, right? Yeah, that's actually how it works. Oh, I was hoping you'd say no. <laughs> no, it's I'm just not, it's not. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> so it doesn't go happy. Like it doesn't just happen and all of a sudden it no. checks in your hand, right? So no, no, what did no. you have to do? Did you send this out? Did you do a traditional like assignment and send this out to cash buyers? Yeah. So, you know, like when you're out taking imperfect action, it's imperfect. So I went out to another wholesaler in the area that I knew and I still respect. He's a great guy. And I wholesaled it to him and uh, he was my buyer on it. Okay. And then he probably closed on it and then turned around and sold it again. He made a hundred thousand on it more. Oh man. Okay. So now we know there's some good money in this. Hold on. I got to prep because I want to have the bell in my hand. Hold yeah. on. What did you end up making when you wholesold it to the first wholesaler? I made 30,000. Oh, hold on. You've been waiting for this for some time, buddy. <laughs> you, it is your time to hear it because you deserve it. So yeah. you put this home under contract, this 10 plex under contract. You wholesale it to another wholesaler for $30,000 profit to you. And even though he went out and sold it again, there was probably still something to learn. Maybe having more oh, cash buyers, maybe absolutely. having the right cash buyers yeah, on the list. Absolutely. But my yeah. man, $30,000 who at any age, not just 21 years old, at 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 year old, wouldn't want a $30,000 paycheck. And how many hours, let's be, even go on the puff side, like plus side of that, of the hours. How many hours do you think you really had involved in this transaction? You know what? I hear this all the time and it's funny. Like the deals you spend the least time when you get paid the most, I probably spent less than like seven hours. So $30,000 divided by seven, you made... an hour. How many people would love to have an opportunity that? Now, not every deal is going to be like that. Not every hour you work is getting paid like that. But 
I always tell people it doesn't happen often, but it happens often enough where you get a big deal that comes in. It's just the gravy where you can stay consistent and do deals that pay you anywhere from 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000. And then every now and again, you get this big cat into the hook and all of a sudden it's a $30,000 payday. My man, Dan, that is absolutely huge. What did that look like from you from that moment going forward? Was that when you were like, oh my goodness, like this is on like Donkey Kong. I'm doing this the rest of my life. I knew for sure that I'd be doing it the rest of my life and I want to make this into a business. But one thing, a mistake that I made, and this is a learning point for a lot of people is I had another assignment check after that one for like 17,000. So I got super excited and I stopped marketing. Oh, And uh, that's like a biggest mistake. Like one piece of advice I can give to somebody is uh, if you're in this business and you're serious about it, then stay consistent with your marketing, whatever you're doing, like cold calling folks or you're sending out mail, stay consistent because you need your pipe, you know, full of leads. And that's one mistake I made. But I think that's one of the things I learned through the mistake too, is just being consistent and, you know, going to the summit event. And that was kind of a reoccurring motif or or theme there is just staying consistent. That's my huge lesson I learned. So, so, so true. So those listening, if you want to get into the game, there is a huge key factor to this and he nailed it perfectly. And that is you've got to stay consistent on your marketing because if you're consistent on your marketing, you'll consistently have your phone ringing. If your phone's consistently ringing, that means you'll consistently go on appointments. If you're going consistently on appointments, you're consistently getting contracts. And if you're consistently getting contracts, you're consistently getting paid. But it all comes back to square one, which is, consistent with your marketing. And if you can stay consistent uh-huh. with your marketing, you can do great in this business. Yep. And Darren Hardy talks about this in the compound effect. He says that a lot of people lose their success because of their success. So they stop doing the things that got them to that level because they like, oh, you know, they think they're special or, oh, I got this figured out. But don't let your success negate or stop your success. Keep doing what you were doing. And then find, you know, once you're making enough money, find somebody else that you can pay for their time to do it. So you can do the higher value tasks and build a business around it. But don't stop doing what you were doing because that's the bloodline. I agree with you, my man. So if you were to start over from square one, and we have so many new listeners on this, and maybe some people that have done a deal and maybe are are at a dip, what would you say if you were to start all over looking back and knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? Or maybe what worked really well that you would have done the same? (laughs) <laughs> I would have immediately gotten a CRM because I have so many leads that I lost that you write down on a note somewhere and you forget about them. And by um, CRM, just so those listening, what yeah. is a CRM? Customer relations manager. Yeah, you can get like high rise for like 10 bucks a month, I think. Yep, yep. And yeah, like that's gold because if you have leads coming in, that's, you know, that's your business. You can't drop those. The moment you take them and if they're valuable and you screen them, then put them in for follow-up, put them in your database because... You know, you might have a couple of deals that you close right away, but the majority will be later with follow-up. Well, and that, I was just going to say, that's probably one of the big key points that you nailed on that everyone listening, majority of your deals are going to come from follow-up. That's why everyone says the gold is in the follow-up or the gold is in the database. It yeah. really is. It's most of your money is going to come up because quite honestly, let's be cut to the chase. Not everyone's ready to sell right when you call or right when you send them a postcard, but they could be ready to sell a week from now or three weeks from now or two months from now or six months from now. Or we've had some a year out that we've talked to. I had a prime, prime example like that. I sent out an offer, you know, we were way off on the price. We're like 80,000 difference. And uh, I still sent them out an offer, still followed up. And what happened was their, their dad got into a nursing home 
the situation immediately changed and an eighty thousand dollar difference, but we still were able to put together a deal that made sense. So so you know, cool. So yeah. cool. So staying consistent on your marketing is huge. What about if you were to tell someone a book, something that would be, I read this book and it was a game changer. What books would you recommend to be, if you yeah. could narrow it down maybe to one, maybe two? <laughs> I mean, there are no secrets. Like whatever business you do, it's hard work. Um, but the one book that changed my life like forever is The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. That book is just solid gold for me. That's, yeah, it was amazing. You know, I didn't come from a business background. My parents were blue collar workers. We weren't really wealthy when I was a kid. We were, you know, didn't have any money to, to live life. So I didn't even know about business and the different opportunities. So the best thing for me was college, but college wasn't for me though. And it's not for a lot of folks, especially the entrepreneur. College fails the entrepreneur. And that book talks about all this, all the paths you can choose in life and the likelihood of you becoming successful and getting freedom in your life. Because it's not just about money. It's, it's about time. It's about family, faith, and freedom to do what you want with your life. So the Millionaire Fastlane, I'd recommend anybody who's you know thinking about business or it's more of a mindset book too. But mindset is huge; it's important. And you know that book taught me a lot too. It was um, about the process, not the events. Everybody wants the check. You know, I might want the check, but it's about the process, about getting there, about the hard work, about putting in the hours. You know, sending out the marketing, the taking the calls. That brings the check exactly. So focus on that. The events or results, they'll come later. Love be- it. I still don't believe I'm talking to a 21-year-old. I'm going to yeah. need a and birth certificate I read and an ID. Book, um, the one thing by Gary Keller, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but you know, you pick one method or strategy, stick to it. So true. Well, Dan, my man, I want to thank you and appreciate your time. I know probably while we've been on this podcast, your phone's already rang. And so I want to let you get back to your business, but thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to get on this podcast and help inspire so many individuals nationwide that are actually looking to get into this business. And maybe for some reason, maybe there's a fear that's holding them back, or maybe there's that doubt, or maybe there's that, oh, what if I fail? And I want you to know that's okay. You will fail. You will make mistakes but that is okay. Think of everything out there. Uh, Everything that Dan has even been talking about on this podcast is just fail your way forward. Those failure moments, those moments that you feel like you're failing, those are your greatest teaching moments to make you stronger, make you better. The, The great quote from Thomas Edison is essentially talking about how he never failed. He just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. You're gonna find ways that don't work. You're gonna find ways that you could have done it better. That's okay. The only way you'll learn that is if you just go out there and take that imperfect action, just like Dan did, and you too can get your first wholesale deal, your second or 10th or wherever you are in your journey with wholesaling. And if you want help with that wholesaling business, click over to our website. It's wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com. And main thing is, is click on those stories, the testimonials. It'll let you know that you guys can do this. These are students doing this all across this great nation. It will inspire the heck out of you, letting you know, you've got this. You can do it. Your dreams are worth it. And if you want to book a free strategy call, do it right there from that website. You can get on with our team. And if we like what you have to say, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe. Until next time, Rhino Nation, take care, and we will see you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. 
We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.